0: Alamo, Anna, where we, the overtaxed, remember our liberty. Direct from the forgotten countryside, outside of Alamo City, San Antonio.
1: I would like to do a gripe. Am I my gripes. Okay.
2: Better, what is it about? <laughs> me? If, be if it's lab. about me, no. No, it's not. Okay, well, I don't know. Yes. You can confess. Uh, What's that if saying? You're... If you can't say anything nice, sit by me. <laughs> 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 I find in the area,
1: that when I'm driving and I come to a light where I would like to turn left, if there's anyone in front of me, there's no hope. (laughs) And it seems to me that people are not aware of their right to turn left at a green light when it's open. And it doesn't have to be, like, wide open. They don't need the light to go through its whole cycle and get back to the green arrow. They can do it when it's the green circle.
0: Yeah, you yield on. Oh, the you're green saying circle. that
1: they don't go, they only go with the arrow. Right. Yeah, they'll sit through an entire green light and not turn left. And they also, for some reason, do not pull into the intersection in preparation to turn left. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I think my guess is that a lot of it has to do with people being on cell phones. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, yeah. I got time.
1: My impression is that people legitimately don't know that it's their right to do it
0: can be. It's so common.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they don't pull in to the intersection.
0: Yeah.
2: So I think they think they're not allowed. Right. So. Okay. I've got the results from the constitutional proposition elections. You want to hear them?
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. We already know it because we talk about this all the time.
2: Uh, but I just want our listeners to know that every proposition passed except one. And it's not good news,
0: but... So okay. you're saying people didn't take our recommendations. I'm
2: going to give you the stats real quick. Proposition one approved 79% to 21%. And that was the farm one, right? Okay. Proposition two was allowing cities and counties to exempt child care providers from having property from property tax on any facility they use, right? Okay.
1: Time to open up a daycare at home.
2: Keep going. 65%, 65%, 35%. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we'll need to start doing that. Okay. Uh, proposition three, forcing lawmakers to ask voters for authorization before they could impose any new state taxes on residents that would be based on net worth or wealth. Uh, that one passed as in they rejected it. Yeah. By 68% right? to 32. Who are the 32 percenters? Probably wealthy people. <laughs> no, they wouldn't want it. Oh, the, probably the government voted for that. Hmm. Um. Proposition 4 passed by 83%. That's the tax one. I saw
1: 93%. Really? Although there was still 10% more to count. But I... Yeah, so I don't know.
2: Okay. Proposition 5, allowing the state to create the university fund, Texas Uh, University uh Fund, passed by 64%. Uh. Proposition 6, the water, 78%. Good Uh, job, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. I have no regrets on that. I don't want to go thirsty. Uh, proposition. Why you should let a private business do it. Yeah, true. You're right. There <laughs> is no private business trying to do it, though. Anyway, we can have that debate another time. Uh, Energy fund uh, allowing officials to distribute loans and grants to companies with the aim of building new natural gas-fueled power plants. 65%. Voted for that. 35%. No. Um, The broadband infrastructure passed 69%. Yeah, everyone wants their internet. I got something to say about this after. Okay, keep going. Proposition nine 84%. That was the retired teachers. Uh huh. Yeah. Proposition 10 exempting school districts, uh, cities, counties from collecting property taxes on the value of equipment for medical supplies 55%. That one was a little bit more controversial, it seems like. Proposition 11 had to do with El Paso County. Um, to with the uh, parts, Pro- yeah, con- conservation reclamation district passed by sixty three percent. Proposition twelve abolishing Galveston County's office of the county treasurer fifty three percent. I don't know forty seven said no. It's funny. Proposition thirteen. This one's interesting. It was the only one that didn't pass, and it was the one about the judges' mandatory retirement age hmm. um, increasing. From 75 to 79 and 70 and the minimum retirement age from 70 to 75. Did you vote no on that one? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think they need to be in there anymore. I think let people, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of term limits anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, I After just. After
1: Feinstein and, or Feinstein, is it Feinstein or Feinstein? Feinstein? Feinstein. Yeah. It's Feinstein. Feinstein
2: and RBJ. Well, just Joe Biden.
1: And Joe Biden. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Biden's enough. <laughs>
2: the elephant in the room. Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> must I go on? They just, for some reason, really want to hold on to power, right? They don't trust their their party members that are younger. Because, by the way, those are both sides. Mitch McConnell's a Republican. Feinstein's a Democrat. But, okay, 14, creating new Centennial Park Conservation Fund passed 76%. So there you have it. All of the amendments passed, but the term limit or the judges having age limit. So thoughts on that? Yeah, I have a thought.
1: Okay. Um, I think it's, it seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect in people's minds when they're given this menu of things to vote on. And one of them is, would you like your taxes to be lower? And they say, yeah, you know, and then they're like. Uh, would you like us to tax you more for these things? And they're like, yeah, I want those things. And I think the problem might be that they don't know um, that there's another way to get those things. That's exactly what it
2: is. It feels like there is no other way. Let me give people an example of what this is. I think this is a good analogy. You can tell me in a second. Remember cable television? Why did we hate cable television? At first, we didn't hate it. I loved
1: it because for me it was not the bunny ears. Right, see the picture clearly
2: at the beginning. It was great. Emily's right. The reason why people liked cable, they went from the bunny ears to having really clear picture. Okay, but then as technology increased, we started to and streaming services became a thing. What happened?
1: Well, then everyone's going to want to be able to control. It, what was the first one before streaming services, that really expensive one that you could get? It was like you bought the machine and you could it was recording everything all the time. Is it was a DVR or yeah, something? Yeah, DVR. Right. So that or and satellite TV, too. Yeah. But so people could control exactly when they watch what they watch. They
2: had full control over it. I'll tell you why I hated it. Because they picked and show, chose what package that i would be stuck with what channels oh. that i would have to watch you're so, presented a yeah. an Overton window type
0: what do you mean who who did that
2: okay so the cable companies so yeah. if you wanted to have like uh you know your fox news cnn whatever package but you wanted also like whatever anyway they were pre packaged so some what i'm saying is some really of the limited choices limited choices okay. but, like but i mean it's so
0: that was still way more than CBS, NBC, ABC, PBS, right? But I and Fox.
2: But with streaming services, I didn't have to do that because I could pick and choose what shows I wanted to watch mm-hmm. without having from a bigger to, menu. From a bigger menu, without having them to, you know choose it for me. And so that to me is what government does. They say it in the name of convenience, like we'll provide it, your internet infrastructure but what if I don't want that infrastructure and what if it's expensive? Why why wouldn't you want it? Probably because it's expensive. Okay. I'm paying. I'm
1: forever. Yeah. Like here, forever.
2: so my sister and I were having this conversation because she, she lives in Utah and, um, she went to the city council meeting while they're having an election and she was so annoyed with the, I guess right wing or the libertarian candidates because they were like, saying that they were trying to, they did not, they were not for putting in fiber, you know, Google fiber, whatever that is, that technology for the internet. internet. And she's like, that looked so bad because people want it. But my whole thing is like, that's one form of, of getting the internet. There's multiple ways. And I was trying to explain (laughs) this to her. She goes, well, this is the most advanced way. I'm like, no, not necessarily. She
1: means the actual technology that they would be using, but that's not the only way to get that
2: sp- that type
1: of technology. So
2: it's uh, I know what you're saying, but I also feel like like what if I got what if I wanted um, Starlink, right? But yet yeah, I'm paying for fiber. Uh, uh-huh. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like why? What if Starlink's more mm-hmm. superior than fiber? Yeah, and now you I'm have, stuck uh, with it.
1: You're forced into a forever. Um, subscription, yes. essentially, to yes. the fiber.
2: Even if that's an outdated thing. like, mm-hmm. What if they come up with an even more clear-cut internet service that's Wi-Fi, where it bounces off the towers, where they don't even need cables anymore? I know that seems so crazy, but what if that were the case? We're still going to be paying for that infrastructure for years.
0: That, this is not even like theoretical, because Europe has had fiber optic for much longer than the United States. And it, what it comes down to is the is a lot of these deals, uh, the telecom companies with municipalities, where they say, uh, like, you get a license to be like, oh, the, you're going to provide internet services in this area. And then they get to, you know, use the city utilities or the utility poles uh, or the different ground area in order to do that. But then if a private company is like, okay, we're going to come in and we're going to put in fiber optic, we're going to pay for everything and say, no, you can't do that. And if you do do it, it's going to cost like extra money or whatever. But they'll basically say, no, there's already internet in this area. And so they actually would stop it from happening uh, because it would interfere with what they already had going on. And so that's why, you know, compared to the rest, not the rest of the world, but a large part of the world the United States has been kind of a late adopter of faster services.
1: I also have a sister, uh, in a different city in the state of Utah and they had the same battle. This was in Kaysville a few years ago. And they had the same arguments about whether Kaysville, if the city was going to put in, uh, this infrastructure for internet. And, uh, she was one of the crazies that fought against it. And, uh, I mean, according to, you know, some people's perspective. And then uh, just not that long after, I think it was probably maybe two years after, sure enough, a company came in and put in the infrastructure because it was worth it to them to do it. That's what I And now think. the people who have it, are the, it's they because pay they pay for it, it because yeah. they want it. And it's not everybody forced to pay for it, being forced to pay for it all the time.
2: To me, it's comparison to like, what's his name? Alexander Bell putting up phone lines. Like he, he wanted to have the phone, he wanted to have the phone company and it was worth it to him to put up the lines. I don't know if he got money from the government to do it. It's a possibility. I don't know all the history of it, but it makes sense that if you wanted to, if you want to create a company and you know, you have to build the infrastructure, but you're going to make a lot of money after the infrastructure is built, then that would be a good investment as a company to do that. And most likely well, we talked about this a little bit in one of our previous episodes that the incentive to to do it, you know, in a more effective, financial, responsible way would be better for the private sector than the government because the government's money comes from taxpayers and there's no there's a disconnect in their moral. I don't know. Honey, Sense so, of
1: efficiency. Yeah,
2: because they're like, they are oh, going to get is, the money
1: no matter what. Right. It doesn't matter. It's not like they they have to do it." For there's nothing it to on succeed. the line.
2: Yeah, for them, their job's not on the line. Right. Right. And so because of that, when Mm. you have money on the line, it's your money. You're going to work harder. You're going to make sure it's efficient, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I think you made a good point. Like, people just don't know. They don't know. And, I mean, the government is really, really good at coming up with the things
1: that we want the most to put on that menu in order to then... Because it's not like they said, this will cost you this much more. This is going to raise your property tax bill or your sales tax you know this this amount they don't say that that's implied and you don't know how much it is you just i mean but anyone who's like been paying attention to how these things work for a little while knows that it is going to raise them
2: and isn't that what a bond is too isn't a bond like a loan that the government takes out to do something like build something and then like what happens like let's say they create a bond to build to put in fiber let's just say that and it takes like 10 years to pay it off. Well, by that 10 years, (laughs) that, that may be an outdated technology. Right. And then what is it? Then it was like for, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like,
1: I think it's just a way of making sure it like many things that the government does. It's a way of socializing it. So you might like take the internet, for example, there might be many people who, um, To them, it's not worth it to spend more money to have faster internet. And so they're like, well, I could go work more hours or I could enjoy myself at home. I'm just going to enjoy myself at home. Like it's not, I'm not, it's It's not a priority or something. You know, like
2: whatever, it doesn't matter to me.
1: But, and then there are some people who are going to, it is going to be worth it to them. Yeah, maybe their jobs require
2: it and they need it. And they, you know, maybe they're doing stuff like trading crypto. So it's important to, you know, that they have that kind of stuff. Right. So they might spend the money. It's worth it to them.
1: Right. And so then it's just going to make it so that for some reason we all pay for some people, you
2: know, what I mean, who otherwise wouldn't be
1: worth it to them.
2: Yeah. So. Well, and this kind of goes back to my original foundational question last time, last episode, which is what is the proper role of government in our lives? Is it really to provide everything for everybody? I, I don't think so. Not even I don't think so. I don't want them to. I don't like it. I don't believe they have the best ideas we've learned this over the years take especially sorry to interrupt no No, it's
1: okay when when we this is very fundamental uh it's like important to look at it this way that even when we say they don't have the best ideas or you know and you ask yourself well, who are we even talking about (laughs) who's they and that's a really important question because it is inherently ambiguous So for maybe this year or this next two years, four or six years, you might have an idea of who they is, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounds dumb, but who they are. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, it's certainly not going to stay that way. So even if you know who it is right now and you know everything about them, you can rely on them to do what they say they're going to do. That's a lot of, you know, assumptions there, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But even if all of those things were that way, you don't after that term is up. You know what I mean? So it's just like handing over an immense amount of taxing authority, uh, which is like, you know, soft slavery to strangers. You're just like, I
2: don't know. Who cares? Who have their own like agenda ideas, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, or um, with education. Right. So we pay for the education system, but we also pay as homeschoolers for any curriculum that we do. So you're paying twice. And then not only that, but, you know, if you are part of any sort of co-op or if you want additional classes or anything like that, you know, there's no relief for that. And ostensibly, the purpose of those taxes are to educate people, to educate kids, to benefit families that have kids. And but it gets turned around in everyone's mind to think, no, that money is for public schools. And it's like, well, but what's the purpose of public schools? It's to educate people. It's it's for each kid. Like, you know, that's the way it should be. But instead, it's like, no, that money is belongs to the government schools. And we can't use it for anything else. It's, a, it's in competition with what that money is for. But is it for that? Really? You know? and. Yeah. And so as homeschoolers, you know, we we end up paying twice for, you know, education and, you know, not to mention all the obviously all the time that we put in. Well, obviously, it, we, we believe it's worth it, you know, yeah. but it, it with any of these things, it's going to benefit certain people a lot. It's going to benefit other people. Maybe you can make a case for it. And then other people, it's not going to benefit them at all.
2: Yeah. Another example of this is uh, health care. A lot of people will say, well, government should provide healthcare. Healthcare should be a free service. And um, if you stop and think about that, what that means, like if government provides health care for every person, there's all kinds of people with all kinds of problems, with all kinds of sickness. And I remember uh, back in 2009 or 2010, New York City, you guys remember this? I don't know if you ever heard this. They banned trans fats and soda at 32 ounce or more. You could not get a cup of soda of 32 ounce. So you could get two 20 ounces, but you couldn't get like a 32 ounce soda.
1: <laughs> I think this is a uh, current. Yeah, yeah uh, it's been thing. on the books for a while. It,
0: we saw a lot of this when we lived in Washington where, you know, like Seattle would they made like a sugar tax. And so immediately what happened is that Costco within the Seattle area or King County or whatever it was immediately dropped off. And then all the Costco's around it, you know, went up because people would just like go and buy like a ton of soda at like a little bit farther away rather than paying like way more, you know, close by where they lived. And this is like something that happens over and over again in like a million different ways. So a small area. Can I interject something real yeah. quick?
1: It's such a great example of how quickly and uh, how flexible the uh, free market is, the mm-hmm. signaling. Uh, yeah,
2: what Joe just said. That's yeah. what always happens. They it's almost put... instantaneous. It is. Whereas if,
1: it... if the government were the ones to like receive the signal through whatever their process is, you know, the complaint process or something like that. Like, if they ever even reacted, it would be way later, right? Yeah. It's not like an instantaneous... Unless it has to do with
2: any kind of tax.
1: What's that called? The invisible hand? Is that what that refers to, Joe? Never mind. Keep going. About how instantaneous the uh, reaction is in the signaling in the free market.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think the invisible hand more so refers to the emergence of things that people need, like the coordination. So I guess that's part of it, yeah is the market coordination in order to kind of create and bring forth stuff.
1: It's almost like in the free market between buyers and sellers and, you know, all everyone in that chain, uh, is involved. It's like, it's one body that works Mm -hmm. together. Like your own body does. That's so instantaneous. I think it's just because
2: it's just because we're, um, adaptable we're really quick to adapt when we have bad habits well and we got to figure out how to get our soda fix yeah
1: because <laughs> anyone involved in the free market has in one way or another a little bit of skin in the game
2: yeah, yeah. well plus but, they are able usually an entrepreneur can see what a need is really quick and then provide it that's yeah. like a gift that's they what they're doing they're that's what they
1: do right
0: well that's the the whole fa hayek thing right with the fatal conceit it's the the conceit is, or the the presupposition, is that, that if something exists that the government provides, then it must have been the government that created it. But what he posits and, and backs up with evidence over, you know, thousands of years, you know, from early, you know, Babylonian times or whatever, is that systems emerge. So that's like a key phrase, that systems emerge organically. And then When we see a system, we have the natural propensity to think, oh, that system was created. Like somebody sat down and said, oh, we need trade to work uh, between um, these different cities and, you know, over the Mediterranean and we need these routes to exist. And we're going to have these people move along this coast and then they're going to go up here or whatever. But that's not the way it works. Systems just emerge and then you see like, oh, this is a functioning thing. This is the way that everybody does it. And as soon as and it's very organic, like if you're watching like a an ant colony or something like that. And then if you go and you change one thing, everything adjusts around it and it continues on as a, a system that works together. But nobody said, oh, OK, we're going to need to change it in this way. Everything just reacts on a very micro level. And it creates that harmony that looks planned, but it's not.
1: But
2: the government goes messes with that.
1: Are yeah. you saying that the ants don't have like <laughs> bureaucrats and elected <laughs> yes. positions? bureaucrats. Officials, ant aunt officials and stuff?
0: Well, you know, if you look really closely, a lot of times you could see tiny clipboards that they're <laughs> <laughs> carrying around with them.
1: You have to have a special magnifying glass.
0: The other thing that I was going to mention uh, with... You know, the sugar tax and moving to different Costco's is that that's a trap that you see over and over again with different mini- municipalities where they're like, oh, we have this power plant or something like that, that um they use a lot of uh ore in this area. And we sell them this ore um when they're building all their stuff, maybe not a power plant. um And so we're going to just really jack up the price. We're going to put a tariff on whatever it is. So then they're like, oh, we'll just just go an extra, you know, 500 miles to this other place and get everything that we need. And it's only going to cost us a few thousand dollars extra per year to do that, but we're going to save way more than that. And so then going from making a lot of revenue from this company or plant that's in your municipality, you, you go from that to making nothing. It just completely goes away because they change suppliers. Um, I recently heard a story about that with like a Home Depot or something like that, where instead of getting, you know, lumber or something locally, they just completely didn't get that anymore, like none at all.
2: Well, back to my original point with the government and healthcare. What happens with that is, so the trans fat thing, right? When the government has socialized healthcare, like Obamacare, which I mean, it wasn't quite social. Socialized. It was on the way of becoming the the goal of Obamacare was single payer plan, which is socialized medicine. The problem with that is now they're in your business, they're in your they're in your health. They they dictate what you eat. So, like for instance, if everyone's paying for my diabetic medicine, that's going to annoy people. They're going to see me at the store eating donuts. And drinking sugary drinks. You can't and I, even
0: wait till you get to the uh checkout line no, to start eating. I gotta it. have
2: it there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they see that I'm in the line getting my pharmaceuticals, you know, to pay for my diabetes. That's gonna irritate them. It's gonna irritate people when they realize everyone's paying for my choices. So then what ends up being the result is government takes those choices away. Hey, we can't have you we can't have you having diabetes. Yeah. Everyone has to pay for your diabetes. We can't have you smoking cigarettes. So then you got you get more of those bands, like the trans fat bands, the sugar bands. Right. And I'm not saying that everyone should go and eat sugar, but I do like the idea of choices. I like yeah. the idea of being able to eat what I choose to eat, being responsible for the choices I make, not making society responsible for my choices. And right. that's, the, that's the downfall of... Um, having government involved in so many things of our life it takes away first of all our choices but then also the responsibility
0: yeah we don't think that it's the role of government to come in and say you know to regulate what you put in your your body in that way
2: yeah i feel the same way about cigarettes and i know that you know cigarettes are bad for you i don't i don't smoke but i don't oh. care that other people do I just don't want to smell it myself.
0: This all? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Although I do have, you guys are going to laugh at this, I have fond memories of the smell of cigarettes outside. It reminds me of Disneyland.
0: <laughs> it's funny. When I when <laughs> I smell cigarettes, I think of home. <laughs> but uh, all of this comes back to this, you know, people are always complaining like, oh, politics, it's just in everything now. Oh, the culture war. It's just so big and out of control. We need to, you know, scale it back or whatever. The problem with that is that as the government gets bigger and bigger and into our business more and more because of they're paying for people's health insurance uh they're paying for their retirement
2: they're telling us to get vaccinated they're
0: yeah they're they're watching out for you know these communicable diseases and, and everything else and that it becomes the situation where everybody everybody's business affects them right mm-hmm. so if your politician gets in then it's gonna affect everybody else negatively as they see it who didn't support that politician or their policies and so it's not just people are getting more and more amped up it's not the fake news's fault or social media or anything it's that government really does have a greater role in everybody's life so the stakes are higher yeah and so as liberty-minded people that it's not just like we just want to be able to do whatever we want to do you know it's not just Oh, I feel confined by the rules of society it's It's not that it's that, as the government, we want to scale back government so that people can live their lives and not be at each other's throat all the time about everything that everybody's doing because the government is is involved yeah, on top of you.
2: exactly, and that's why everyone's so emotional about it because to them, the person they elect is the one that's going to dictate those things, right right but it, anyway i just and more
0: and more I, on that if i were
2: level. someone who didn't know where they stood on their beliefs as far as politics i would err, i would err on the side of the person who will be less in your business right so that would not be a democrat <laughs> 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 sorry i don't care you can keep that on there people must know that about me i'm not a republican you either must but know. i really would never i told people that once i said I had this one friend who was liberal and I don't mind liberals. I really don't. I actually have really good conversations with people who are liberal. Um, I By liberal, she means leftist, not classical liberal. Yeah, kind of. But I feel like there's the modern version of liberal and the, the ver- leftism is different because a liberal you a liberal you can talk to. They don't want to. They don't tell you things like your hate, your speech is hate. Or, or your speech is oh, okay. violence. So kind of in between, then. The yeah, two. they're 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 still uh, believers in in um some social programs. And yeah, stuff like they're that. still believers in the free in free speech. You know, so you can have a dialogue with them, but they'll say, "Michelle, are you um are you saying that it's it's all Republicanism?" I'm like, "No." So you'll vote for other parties besides Republicans, yes, but not Democrats.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's very uh, it becomes very unlikely, right? Because, because they're
2: just so they're so much more, govern. They're they're uh they're the party of bigger government. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like what we were talking about with sugar. If you if you believe that sugar is bad for you and that it's causing all these problems, or any drug that is really bad for you, and that people shouldn't do it, then that the question becomes: Do you think it's the job of the government to regulate that That's mor- right. morality? And I think that a lot of people. I when I was younger, I felt the same way. Like I felt, well, if something is wrong, then it should be illegal. You know, people say, oh, it should be illegal if
2: something is wrong. It should be illegal.
0: Yeah, if something is morally Interesting. wrong. Interesting. So right? people
2: don't want to have to make those choices. They want.
0: Yeah, and and uh, aside from that, it was kind of like, you know, if you were discussing like, oh, well, is this bad or whatever? No? Well, it's not illegal. Oh, if it's not illegal, somebody must have decided along the way that. It's okay for people to do that in society. Mm. And then it took a while, you know, as I grew up th- to think like those things are not even close to being the same. No. And we shouldn't rely, we shouldn't outsource our moral thinking to anybody else, especially the government. That's right. Clip that.
2: Booyah, mic drop. Good job, Joe. All right, Joe, you have some pop culture for us?
0: When do you think is the right time to start celebrating Christmas?
2: Ah, that's the debate of the century.
0: <laughs> it's definitely the debate of the season.
1: I thought you were going to say, when do you think is the right time to start a war?
0: <laughs> that's not fun or pop. Well, yeah, I guess it is pop let's culture. let not talk about that. <laughs> I
2: know. I'm just kidding. Don't even start. Um, I'd say after Thanksgiving.
0: After Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So Black Friday.
2: That's the yeah. tradition. Yeah. For me, you, get, you go get a
1: Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving, at least in places where we would actually go and get Christmas trees.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And then when you end it?
2: What, Christmas? Yeah. Like the day after.
0: That's the day of. Okay. Jeez. kidding. Day after. Okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. so, <laughs> so here's, I, I've always been in that camp as well. But if you think about it, Thanksgiving, you know, it's the third Thursday of the month. You have four weeks. I know. That's a very short amount I of know. time. you barely have time to like. Okay, I put ge- your lights. Going to take a week to you know maybe put my lights up, put some decorations out, you know, and then you're doing Christmas shopping. You got some music going. It's you. You're really only doing it for a few weeks. I know.
1: This is interesting because you've always been the uh, the Grinch of I have be pre Thanksgiving really? Christmas anything. I've, I've oh, really what changed. What do you my... think it is that's changed in you?
0: I think I've been convinced by arguments that I've heard.
1: You don't think it's your perception of time?
0: It could be. It mm-hmm. could be that. I. But I do feel like when I think about the Christmas, Christmas season, it seems very short in my mind when I think back like, oh, last year, what did we do for Christmas? Oh, okay, let's see. This was going on and boom, it was over, you know, type of a thing. The other thing about it is that I feel like it pairs really well with Thanksgiving mm. because Thanksgiving, there isn't, it's not like a season unto itself. It's not like you're decorating very much you know maybe fall kind mm. of decorations
1: yeah it'd be nice to enjoy that dinner with the decorations and lights and stuff right
0: yeah Things kind of that that same feeling so kind of make it as part of the i would it's like holiday phase one season. of christmas yeah, yeah i yeah, would exactly. rather
2: do the fall halloween thanksgiving fall mm-hmm. and then christmas winter like go into january yeah. more than i would mm-hmm. like to eliminate the fall season because Christmas is so winter, like you've got the beautiful pine tree and the, you know, supposedly snow. We don't have snow in Texas very often. Occasionally, right. we might have it this year. Um, And then, you know, it's just more to me, it's more of a winter holiday. I,
0: I just feel like Halloween is much more of a punctuation mark when it comes to a holiday season, right? Because they have very distinct decorations, right?
1: Is it Halloween or Halloween?
0: <laughs> Halloween, uh, Halloween. I think it's...
1: This is Halloween.
0: This so is Halloween. There you go. Halloween. So Danny Halloween. Elfman solved it for us. Um, so that because you have to change the decorations after Halloween because it's so distinct, and then you have you know your harvesty kind of Thanksgiving. Have decorations. you been to Hobby Lobby? But listen. <laughs> There's... They
2: sort of mesh together sometimes. Yeah, that's true. They've mm-hmm. got pumpkins. They've yeah. got like the fall colors. and
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. But there's no... Like your shirt. There's like...
2: It's very autumn.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very burnt orange kind of. <laughs> it's like Halloween, there's a whole aesthetic, right? And there's even kind of spooky music. There's a feeling. Thanksgiving, it's just a dinner. It's just we're in fall. I think it's harvest. Yeah, but there's no music associated with that, or movies, uh, or anything I like that. I beg to differ. Okay, there probably uh-huh. is, but Should not I really in the... the
2: only song I know that's in the Zeitgeist. <laughs> What's that?
0: Zeitgeist? Yeah. Uh, well, it literally means time ghost, but it's like the spirit of the time, right? So it's like pop culture, or, you know, just...
2: Have you ever heard this song? This is, uh,
0: this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it love to eat turkey
1: <laughs> love to eat tur-
0: tur- turkey oh, i love you love to eat turkey cause it's good love to eat turkey like a good boy should cause it's turkey to eat <laughs> well, there's also that's that... So that's really funny. There's also that uh, Arlo Guthrie song, Alice's Restaurant. That's a Thanksgiving song.
2: Alice's Restaurant? What's that? Never heard
0: it. Oh, my goodness. Maybe we'll play a few bars. Never heard it. It's like 17 minutes long. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I just want first bars. Kind of catchy. It's really good. good story is good going to start singing
0: anytime soon? Got to go through the yeah. whole 12 bars. Come on. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. <laughs> but Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. That's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> That it? i mean it goes on the on, you but... can
2: get anything you want at alice's restaurant yeah okay, that's all i just want to kind of get you it. can get so they play that
0: every want. thanksgiving on certain radio stations and stuff mm. so all
2: right well i have one next door i want to read so this is from christy weaver and this isn't funny this is like oh we, we might only not... want funny things well sorry this is, might <laughs> be just a beware and be on alert because this was interesting uh from at Ascosa Trails. She says, Beware, I live off FM 3175 and heard snorting the other night while <laughs> chilling on my front porch. I got the flashlight and watched a herd of wild boars Whoa. running on the property next door to me. There must have been 20 or more. <laughs> there, uh, I've never seen that many all in one spot. I've heard they are vicious and aggressive and will attack. I feel bad for any dogs that are chain, chained outside because they would mm. probably get have mm-hmm. probably not have chance if encountered with a wild boar. So is it wild boar season? Are they on the loose?
0: I mean, I know it's a huge problem in Texas, just in general. Yeah, right?
1: I remember seeing an article about three years ago that in Guadalupe County they were the the county was offering five dollars a pigtail. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: bounties on in uh, uh, a lot of places. I think yeah, and you could watch videos of them like shooting. Herds of boar, like from helicopters and stuff, mm. like people pay to go do that and mm. everything. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Machine guns, machine guns yeah.
2: <laughs> Target <laughs> practice. Do they eat the boar? I've heard it. the
0: mit- meat is not very good. So mm.
2: you could feed it to your dogs. That'd yeah. be good dog food. Or your food. pigs. Or your pigs. Or your pigs. Right? Yeah. yeah,
0: the domesticated good ones.
2: That's right. You guys <laughs> don't have dogs. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> or pigs
1: not against it I know maybe someday